We'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for February 20th, 2023. Um, I'm getting a super late start tonight um, as I've been trying to piece together all of the proactive things that you can do regarding this whole East Palestine, Ohio, uh, dioxin, polyvinyl chloride burn that um, is just beyond really horrific what they've done. I'm trying also though to put together as much proactive things that you can do to protect yourself. Now, I'm endeavoring to get to that information. I've um, I've got all this other information. Typically I try to cover the Christian current events in the very beginning and then get into the other things uh, later. So. One way or another, I'm going to get to that tonight. I don't know exactly how long this study is going to take me to get through. But those are um, those are the two main things that we'll be covering tonight. So we have our warfare prayers, the strategic warfare prayer. And I'll go ahead and open us up in prayer. Uh, Father God in heaven, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come against and oppose all satanic operations, manipulations, subversions, tactics, and plans which are designed to hinder prosperity prevent or frustrate God's original plans and purposes from the swift manifestation taking place in their correct time and season. We come against all satanic alliances and confederations worldwide. Let every effort and endeavor fail. Cause the news media to be caught in their own line and manipulation so that only truth can be brought forth. We ask that every satanic strategy of prohibition and limitation placed upon the body of Christ by the dark side shall not prevail. We pray that all invisible and visible walls of opposition, restriction, and delay will be exposed and destroyed. O Lord, confound the devices and wicked plans of the enemy that they have crafted so that their hands are not able to perform their evil enterprise. Save those that can be saved, O Lord, but those that cannot be saved overtake them in their own crafty and devious ways. Let them fall into the very pits that they have dug for the righteous. Let the fire of God devour them and let them turn on one another and consume one another and have them in total confusion and derision. We loose the hosts of heaven to war against the hosts of darkness to bring an end to all deceptive, secretive, and destructive measures designed to destroy all of God's creation and defile the world. According to 1 John 3, 8, for this reason was the Son of God made manifest that he would destroy the works of the enemy. Father God, overrule all strategies, tactics, and curses of the enemy by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood, and overthrow all spoken words, enchantments, divinations, spells, hexes, vexes, curses, witchcraft, prayers, and every idle word spoken contrary to God's original plans and purposes, according to Isaiah 54, 17, and break the curses associated with all these ceremonies, rituals, utterances, and destroy their plans to bring about, about a chaotic, bloody revolution in worldwide and usher in martial law and the new world order. Father God, we pray their plans shall be uncovered and shall not prevail and shall be frustrated and unable to achieve any impact and that their wickedness and violent verbal dealings would return upon their own heads, according to Psalm 716. Father God, we humbly, humbly ask you to reveal every hidden agenda, plan, and cover-up in the secret shadow government regarding their attempts to manipulate end-time events, which would lead to the, to the destruction of your Christians and the innocent. Please send divine, powerful, angelic forces against their diabolical planes to expose and destroy them. We dispatch legions of warring angels and any other kind of angels that are necessary to enforce your perfect will on the United States of America and upon all the earth. Release your divine strategies and revelations upon any righteous person in government worldwide. Fill them with your Holy Spirit and cause your divine wisdom and courage to come upon them. Cause them to be like a holy trumpet shedding light upon the dark hidden secrets of the wicked. Send a spirit of confusion amongst the camp of the enemy. Let their tongues be divided and when they communicate, let it be incoherent and misunderstood. 
arrest those that operate in the spirits of Jezebel or Belial and all other wicked spirits and cause them to be caught in their own lies and conspiracies. Let them not be able to resist the spirit of truth or gain any ground in the natural spiritual realm. Cause every evil spirit that is released from their diabolical assignments to be cast into the abyss, until which time they then be cast into the lake of fire, and that none will be able to come to take their place. Please cause these prayers and all future prayers to take on the characteristics of divine projectiles in the realm of the spirit, so that they will accomplish your divine will. We seal this prayer by the blood of the Lamb and ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Okay, so the first report is, um, I've entitled it, Another Strong Delusion Lie. Is it the end of the world as we know it? As, as this line report states. Three days of darkness coming. So we're going to hear from a hellbound blasphemous lay theogen, Xavier Reyes Ariel, explains God's warning, supposedly God's warning, chastisement, and the three days of darkness as foretold in false prophecies and gives reason. It's not foretold in the Bible, but in many false prophecies it is, Catholic ones. Prophecies and gives reasons for why he thinks 2024 might be the year it occurs. I've been hearing about this for a long time. This is Catholic. This is not Christian. This is not in the Bible. Okay. But let's go ahead and let this fork tongue devil give us a nice lesson on what it is to come. Now, just so you can appreciate the backdrop, this guy is in his house, it looks like, and he's got a Christmas tree up behind him. So I guess he has Christmas tree up. 24-7, it goes all the way up to the roof. I don't even know how long it is. And you, If you think Christmas is um, Christian, then you really need to uh, listen to my teaching on Christmas, Xmas. Uh, just key that in at contendingfortruth.com. He also has a nice blasphemous, oh, I, I'd estimate it to be four, four and a half foot blasphemous statue of Mary that you can clearly see with a crown on. Uh, which you can clearly see in next to the Christmas tree. So he's got all the full idolatry going. Now, see, the reason that the Catholics removed the Second Commandment out of the Bible is so they could have their idolatry. They wanted their cake and eat it too. So this is why when you go in and you dissect and play God and leave whatever you want to leave in the Bible and take out whatever you want to take out, they left out the Second Commandment and they split it's either the ninth or the tenth and two in order to have a full ten commandments that's something they literally have done okay so um actually i give you some information on that it's it's very easy to verify we're going to look a little bit more at catholicism when this is all said and done so i want you to understand that this is a very deluded person you're going to hear talking i'm going to let him talk now it's interesting to me too because guess who's promoting this video Infowars. I'm playing this off their band.video website. So yet another thing, Alex Jones and those bunch of people there are pushing now. We heard about last week or the week before how they're pushing transcendental meditation, how they're encouraging you to get hypnotized. Um, these are all the things the supposed Illuminati are withholding from humanity and this is why we're we're in the state that we're in basically because we haven't gotten all the satanic new age goodies to go into all that stuff. Oh, astral projection, I forgot about. Oh, remote viewing, I forgot about that one. These are high level witchcraft practices that in the Old Testament, they would take you out and kill you. They'd stone you for this, okay? The Bible says in the Old Testament, thou shall not suffer a witch to live. And good old Alex Jones and the cadre there are promoting this like it's wonderful, good. 
saw he did this video the other day about how this is how you get in touch with God. He was hold up your hands and do all this. I mean, all this. He's sounding more and more like a Benny Hinn type, but he's really, really, really interjecting the New Age stuff in there. And now they're promoting devils like this. Now, this comes from also from LifeSight News. Now, they're one of the main Catholic pro-life movements. And I will not yoke up with LifeSight News. I'm not saying I haven't ever read any of the reports, but they are incredibly pro-Pope, pro-Catholic, the whole nine yards, okay? I have heard them say some things about the Pope where, oh, he shouldn't be doing it. But in, at the end of the day, they're all Catholic. And we're going to look at the fruit of Catholicism next just a little tiny sliver of the fruit off just one document i've got from them so i want you i just want to set the stage of who you're going to be hearing from here so let's 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 listen to this lay theologian xavier guy talk addicted with extraordinary details he is a cleansing and elimination uh, execution by quote-unquote the angel destructor okay so this Three days and three nights of darkness that are supposedly coming is a um, a cleansing, uh, an execution of darkness by evidently some angelic force. Uh, all the hidden and uh, declared enemies of Christ. Oh, okay. So this is against the enemies of Christ. So it has to be of God, in other words. So in other words, this whole Catholic thing is... is now. The Catholic Church is an enemy of Christ. That's what's so ironic about this whole thing. They couldn't do any more to try to degrade him, to try to minimize him. Every time you go into a Catholic Church, what do you see? Crucifix. Christ on the cross. He's not on the cross anymore. And this poor pitiful Jesus up on the cross is how they want him portrayed. They want him looking nice and weak. They want you to believe that you have to go through Mary to get to Jesus. That's what they teach, okay? They meet, They teach Mary is the co-redemptrix with Christ and that really Mary's more important because you, ha you have to go through the mom because only Mary can appease the angry Jesus sitting on the throne. That's how they, he's portrayed in the Baltimore Catechism, which is how Catholics are brainwashed. That's how they want you to think of Jesus. He is absolutely minimized. Things like Mary and, and these other apparitions and other signs of Medjugorje and the Lady of Guadalupe and whatever other demonic sign, those are far, far greater. Or whatever the Pope says, or whatever papal bull, or whatever Vatican II, or whatever comes out. That's far more important than what the Word of God says. And it's just like any other cult, you know, whether it's Mormonism, Jehovah Witnesses, Seventh-day Adventists. They always have extra-biblical books that are going to lead you to hellfire which is what the whole goal is with this whole thing, and to minimize the Word of God. The, the, the Word of God always takes a back seat in those things because anything with two heads is a monster, so something's got to come out winning and ruling. Well, it's always their extra-biblical things. Catholicism is no different. In fact, they're one of the worst offenders that has ever been. So now I think it's going to go into the main body here. The three days of darkness will mark the seal of a chastisement that is to come forth which will be a purification of souls, purification of the world and of the Catholic Church in particular. Oh, well, if they were going to purify the Catholic Church, boy, that would be that would be some sight. I'll tell you what, because whoo, what a house cleaning that would be. Three days of darkness, we are told, will be as well the seal of a new rebirth, a renaissance of souls, shall we say, that will start a new era for humanity, for the world. We'll start a new era. Humanity in the world. Now, where is this in the Bible? 
Well, where a new human, I, I could have swore the Bible says evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Second Timothy 3.13 could have swore that according to Second Thessalonians that God is going to send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure and unrighteousness. Could have swore the Bible said that. Could have swore the Bible said in Second Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, that, you know, he's going to send a, there's going to be a falling away of the church, and then that wicked shall be revealed, meaning the capital W, meaning the Antichrist. So we're, we're, we're to be looking for a falling away of the church. We're to be looking for delusion. We're to be looking for um, the days of Lot, according to what Jesus said. We're, we're to be looking for the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, wickedness was just only evil on every man's mind and continually in their thought patterns, according to Genesis 6. So much so God had to destroy the whole world and start over and hit the reset button. That's what we, isn't that what we should be looking for? We shouldn't be looking for, oh, things are going to get gooder and gooder and gooder and better and better. And things are going to get great and wonderful. We're going to have this big, gigantic revival. I'm not saying revival can't break out in pockets, but I don't see Bible for a worldwide revival where everybody's going to get saved and things are good. Now, what I do see is the Antichrist and false prophet coming, coming as the man of uh, the, the uh, a false peacemaker. He's going to be the guy with the answers to everything. He's going to bring in a false peace. He's going to bring in the new world order. He's going to usher us out of the old world order into the new world order, which will take us into the seven-year tribulation period. That's what I see happening. So whenever I start seeing things about, especially when it's coming from the apostate church, whether it's TBN, whether it's these false prophets of, of TBN or dominionism or uh, all these other... Uh, types of things that are going on, I am always looking at them incredibly suspect and looking for scripture to back up what they're actually claiming is going to happen. And I don't see a lot of scripture for it becoming this wonderful utopian, I don't see any, not regarding the end times. Now when Jesus Christ comes back at the end of the tribulation, yeah, I see it then, thousand year millennial reign of Christ, get that. But up until that point, I mean, you look at Matthew 24, which Jesus told us about, and, you know, uh, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect, wars and rumors of wars, pestilences, plagues, um, deception is like the, he said, he kept saying, be not deceived. That's what we should be looking out for. But a guy like this is going to say, oh, this, this three day cleansing is going to, um, three days of, of, uh, darkness or whatever is going to you know purge out all the, the the negative aspects of the catholic church and all the enemies of christ show me bible for that because that's all i care about that's all i care about if you can't show me about and, and there is none there's absolutely zero so we know this man is a fraud a deceiver and a liar particularly for the roman catholic church so what happens during the three days of darkness so this guy interviewed him is from life site news the the pro-life but catholic website so it's it, they'll use things like this where life site means oh well they're, they've got to be good because they're pro they're pro-life i'm glad they're pro-life that's wonderful um i'm not going to yoke up with you because you're in a death cult i i refuse i will not do that uh i will expose you on that end now 
I understand you're doing some good things. I do, but I also don't want think people thinking that you're good because you're Catholic and, and you're trying to lead people into some works-based salvation ultimately into hellfire. I will expose that aspect of your, quote, ministry, which is what we should be doing. Mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Romans 16, verse 17 and 18. We're supposed to do that. Gotten from some mystics and saints, such as the one you've mentioned. Oh, so mystics were the ones that I evidently first gave the whole three days and three nights of, of Catholic mystics. Okay, that's always good. That implies the occult. Uh, and saints. Oh, Catholic saints that all obviously were, you know, we're all, if you're born again, Bible believing Christian, you are a saint. But see, they have this special classification for their saints where you know they've got them and they worship their their dead bodies and they worship their their you know oh i got a foot of saint michael or whatever over here i got a hand or fingertip of of mother Teresa or whatever and they worship these things it's disgusting it is evil it is wicked there there the catholic death cult is such a morbid mess they worship dead body parts and dead people i've got I mean, it's not, it's not, this is not, it's so easy to verify. I've, I've actually given all the pictures of, or a lot of the pictures of this type of worship um, in the PDFs I've done covering this. But uh, he's saying that um, evidently this is where these prophecies came from. And Padre Pio is somewhat uh, Henry's. First of all, it, is, it must be understood that these particular messages, these revelations that have been entrusted to these particular messages, these new modern prophets, shall we say, are not meant to be interpreted as an ultimatum or as a threat of any kind. It is meant to have humanity prepare, first and foremost, spiritually. Uh, then, second of all, physically. Uh, so we're, we're to prepare for your lie. I agree we are to prepare for the end times. I do. But not because of this lie. No, not, not at all. Um, you know, everything, you just have to view it in the lens of who is this guy? What is his agenda? And we know his agenda is not of God. It's not biblical at all. What is to come, truly, will seal a new point of reference in the books of history, in the times to come. And will initiate what some call the last seal of the apocalypse, which will be a um, chastisement that has been foretold now of so it's one of the seals of the apocalypse and he's french and I, i'm not uh getting every single thing he's saying but wikipedia um defines this the three days of darkness is an eschatological prophecy of future events held by some catholics to be true the prophecy foretells three days and three nights of an intense darkness over the whole earth against which the only light will come from blessed beeswax candles so unless you've you've went to your Catholic um, idolatrous devil mart and and purchased a whole bunch of these blessed beeswax candles, you're out of luck. You're not going to have any light. None of your lights are going to work. Nothing's going to work at all. So, um, and um, and then during which all the enemies of the church will perish. Oh, you mean the enemies of the Catholic Church? Yeah. Again, show me any Bible for any of that. Just one more 
lying devil prophecy to get people sucked into believing something where there is absolutely zero Bible to back it. The prophecy parallels the 10 plagues against Egypt in the books, book of Exodus. The apocalypse of John also mentions a plague of unnatural darkness as an effect of the sixth seal. Okay, well, you're way into the tribulation. You're, you're, you're more than three and a half years into the tribulation to get to the sixth seal. So how could, how could this happen prior to the tribulation? Because he's acting like it could happen prior to this. I mean, we're not in the tribulation, obviously. But, but, things, but little things like that don't make any difference to a guy like this. It, it matters not. Because he's not operating in truth anyway. We could care less about that. Um, in effect, the sixth seal and the fifth vial... Um, however, the specifics of the three-day darkness prophecy are derived from private interpretation. Wow, isn't that neat? Now, ironically, the Bible says in 2 Peter 1.19 and 1.20, and I'll just start at 1.19, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place. Isn't that interesting that it's talking about a light shining in a dark place, and this is three days of darkness, which there's no Bible for. Just thought that was kind of interesting. Until the day dawn and the day star rise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. But they're admitting here, this is a total private interpretation. So therefore, again, just totally unbiblical and um, just more Catholic delusions spouting off. So let's go further. Uh, to name but only a few, uh, at the end of the last century, La Salette, so he's he's naming off all the reprobate devils that evidently have promoted this lie. Be all approved by the local their local archbishops, uh, priests, and who are also liars and delusional. Their local Catholic archbishops. Okay, so that's all I need to hear. I mean, you know, by the Vatican. Oh, good. Only to be confirmed good. later uh, by saints such as Padre Pio and um, Marie Julianie, Elena Ailo. Anna Maria Taigi, and so on and so forth. The list goes on and oh, on. Wow. So I'm so impressed. I mean, that, that list of names, I mean, I just need to shut it down for today. I mean, obviously, I can't really say a whole lot more. particular three days of darkness will consist of a purification, as I mentioned earlier. This a purification. Yeah, right. I mean, the Catholic Church is absolutely desperate. In me. I mean, the, the whole 501c3 corporate uh, structure, church and the Catholic Church, are in desperate need of purification, but... This is not any kind of biblical purification we're talking about. This is some demonic thing derived in the minds of men. Purification, we are told, will be meant to cleanse the world from all of the enemies of the church. Right. What is being predicted with extra... So that would be all real true Bible-believing Christians, really, because if you are a true Bible-believing Christian, you should be an enemy of this demonic death cult. I mean, they're taking people to hellfire by the millions... Why wouldn't you want to, I mean, Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy. I just read that in the prayer we just read. I mean, we're, we're supposed to expose and reprove the unfruitful works of darkness. Well, this is an absolute, total unfruitful work of darkness. We're, we're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of us. You, we, we can be destroyed for lack of knowledge, according to what the Bible says. So a Christian is actually supposed to expose things like this, because you don't want to see the people getting wrapped up in this go to hellfire is really what it boils down to. So, you know, that's just my perspective. Ordinary details is a cleansing, an elimination, an execution by, quote-unquote, the angel destructor 
of all the hidden and uh, declared enemies of Christ. I would really like to see that happen in real life because do you know how many people would get saved? That's what the whole premise of Psalm 64 is about. It's, it's the whole premise. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded, so they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. And all men shall see and fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing, and the righteous shall be glad, and the Lord shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. When God's judgment falls, God's true judgment, good things always happen, and guess what? Masses of people get converted to real Christianity. Not this fake garbage this devil represents. Okay? I think that would be wonderful, but unfortunately he's talking about something totally different. And of, the, and of the only church he founded, the Roman Catholic Church. Okay, so the only church that God founded, he said, is the Roman Catholic Church. We're going to look at that a little bit closer next. Remember, although we are close and we must remain close to our uh, brother Protestants, our brother Christians, the only church that has ever I'm not, been... I'm, I'm, sub I'm called in um, very, very clearly to be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what communion hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath Christ with Belial or the devil, or a believer with an unbeliever, or an, or an infidel? You're an infidel. This guy's an infidel. He's not a real believer in Christ. He's a believer kind of in whatever the Catholic version of Christ is for him, and then all the other million of things you got to do in the Catholic religion in order to get to heaven. It's all works-based. And you're saved by grace through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And, and this devil death cult is nothing more than a works-based religion that is only going to lead you straight into hellfire. Because all of our righteousness are as filthy rags apart from Christ. Okay? Not by works of righteousness with which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, is what the Bible says. Now, will you, will you have works after you're saved? Sure, sure. You're going to, I mean, faith without works is dead. I, I get that. I understand that. Okay? But don't put the cart before the horse. Works follow, okay, a, a true conversion to Christ. Anyway, the, uh, this just gets me really riled up because smooth, fork-tongued devils, snakes in the grass like this guy are, are just trying to get as many people into hellfire, and I take great offense to that. Founded by Jesus Christ himself. No, he didn't. He's a Roman Catholic. Jesus Christ never had anything to do with this devil death cult. An apostolic church founded on St. Peter. Lies. However uh, respectable all our, all our brothers. St. Peter never had anything to do with the Roman Catholic. The Roman Catholic Church wasn't even in existence at that time. It wasn't even, really, the Roman Catholic Church didn't even really get fired up until like 318 AD, around there. Um, Council of Nicaea, Constantine, that whole thing that took place. And that was when it really got rolling, okay? That was when the Catholic Church really, really started to come into its, its own. And when Constantine went into battle, supposedly he had a vision from God. It said, under this sign, conquer. And it was it was a sign of an Egyptian ankh, which is the cross with the with the oval thing and the thing. It's, it's it's a totally pagan symbol. Now I don't think I don't think we should be wearing crosses either. I mean, I think there's a lot that can be said on that. I did a whole teaching on the um it's called the um the cross versus the crucified life, I believe. But just key in cross at the keyword search but i mean the cross was known as a pagan symbol long before christ was ever here one of the cruelest instruments of torture the the cruelest instrument of torture that crucified jesus christ 
I understand taking up and bearing your cross. That's different. I've done a teaching on that as well. Bearing your cross, the crucified life. I've done a teaching on that. You can key that in at contendingfortruth.com. But I just don't see a lot of Bible for wearing literal crosses. And especially not for wearing Egyptian onks, which are beyond pagan. Other churches of different denominations. We must remember that theirs have been founded by men. In the uh, like yours wasn't founded by demonically possessed men. Of things one must consider: was it possible that Christ, when he founded his church, a church which produced saints such as Padre Pio, who announced the three days of darkness, <laughs> was it possible that Christ was not able to foresee what the future held? Oh, uh, see, again, it's always the downplaying of of Christ. He couldn't foresee it, so he didn't know back then, so he didn't say anything about it, and that's why it's not in the Bible anywhere. See, that's what he's getting at. They're always trying to belittle, and it, because of the demons that possess them, they want to belittle and belittle and belittle Christ. That's what they really want to try to do, and they do it. It's like death by a thousand cuts with this Catholic death cult. They do it so many different ways. And, and you know, they're very good at it. Well, you mean it was the church he found? No, he didn't. It is, he didn't find your devil death cult. actually understood that he was. He was fully aware. And he indeed know what was to come. So these three days of darkness will indeed seal the end of an era, the end of these times. Mm. Now, the yeah, end probably the end of the old world order and the ushering in of the New World Order under Antichrist and False Prophet. That wouldn't surprise me. I mean, if something like this did happen, and it happened like at literally near the end of the um, this age that we're in, this Old World Order, and it ushered us into the New World Order, the dawning of the Age of Aquarius, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. All I'm saying is there's no Bible in here for what he's saying from a biblical standpoint the world at the end of these eras and we initiate a golden time of humanity oh really well, now where's that in the bible i could have swore we're going in the tribulation next and that's not a golden time of humanity i guess unless you you consider you know saints getting their heads the real saints real christians who deny the mark of the beast getting their heads chopped off i guess if you think that's a golden age i guess it will be for devils like you because you're going to be on the side of the antichrist the false prophet like you and so many others, like Alex Jones, most likely, and Mike Adams, and so many of these New Agers, and these and these New Age doctor networks and things of this nature. I've, I've reported a lot on this. And you're going to have, you know, the Trumps and the people like that probably on that as well. And it's going to be one of the greatest deceptions the world has ever known. And there's going to be a lot of other things commingled with that. Time and new era, which will be closer to God. And ever registered in human history. Yeah. Again, no, no Bible for any of this. Now, I understand after the seven-year tribulation. Okay, I get that, but that's not what he's in reference to. He's in reference to a Catholic-like dominionism, and there's a gigantic swath of people that are into the dominionist movement in the 501c3, mostly Pentecostal charismatic circles, into that. They're pushing the same thing. Oh, we're, we're going to make things so great that, that Jesus Christ is going to have no choice but to come back and set up his kingdom. Evidently, the book of Revelation, uh, Daniel, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Matthew 24, and so many other places are going to kind of be, they're, they're not going to really come to pass. We're, we're going to skip all that because we're going to make things so good with what we're doing. And we're going to take dominion over the world. And again, I see it as a backbone of of the greatest deception the world's ever known 
the deception that is predicted in Second Thessalonians chapter two. I see that coming, and I see this being a big part of it. A new church, which will go back to the traditions of our fathers. Uh, oh, you mean like beheading all the real Christians and torturing them in the most inhumane, sadistic, satanic ways, like you did during the Inquisitions? The traditions of your fathers and your pedophile priesthoods? Oh yeah, that? And all your idolatry? And all your works-based lies? Oh, okay, well, you know, okay. Before that, a traditional church that is faithful to the commandments of Christ. The traditions of men have made of the word of God of none effect. This guy is absolutely living proof of that one, that Bible verse. The dogma of the faith and to the true magisterium of the Roman Catholic Church. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that, that's what it's all about, even though there's no Bible for any of that. So if we go further with this, um, one comment about this read first and foremost this man falsely claims the roman catholic church is the only one to church based on jesus's question to his disciples and directly to peter in the gospel of matthew 16 uh 13 through 19 however jesus was not in rome but was in the coast of caesarea philippi by the jordan river in israel at the time he said that there was no roman catholic church then after that declaration from life site news nothing can be trusted of what that man has to say well nothing really you, you have to just view everything from life site news in this lens that they are catholics and they are brainwashed and unfortunately they're going to hellfire if they don't repent and get saved and stop trusting in that works-based devil religion three days and three nights exposed this guy kind of just reiterates it's only a couple minute video but he kind of reiterates what i've, I've already said um but i'm just going to let this couple minute video play here Hi, brothers and sisters, it's Pastor Tim Henderson. I want to answer the question that keeps coming up about the, this prophecy. I don't have time to watch these videos, so I know some of you have sent them, about the three days of darkness that's supposed to be a prophecy. Let me make this clear. That is not biblical. There was the plague of darkness when the Israelites were slaves in egypt mm -hmm. yeah and um the plague of darkness the amazing thing about that was while the darkness was over the land where the jews were in goshen the light continued to shine praise god but that is not biblical it is a catholic prophecy that is outside of the bible i put no stock in there's a lot of fear going on about that now, many have had visions that there are things that bring darkness, like an EMP, a cyber attack, a grid out, but that is not what's going around with this three days of darkness. There is the verse in Acts 2.20 and there are other places, the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. That's not before the rapture. That's before the second coming. And it's talking about an event that will happen. But that is outside of this prophecy that is going around that there will be three days of darkness. Now, I know there are people prophesying it. I'm just telling you, I put no stock in that. It is outside of the Bible. When we have dreams and visions as the prophet Joel said, in the end time, God will pour out a spirit on all flesh. When we have dreams and visions, they do not contradict the word of God. If they do, 
we have issues. Yeah, they're not of God if they do. I mean, I, I'm just looking at like you know, there's all these videos on the on the side here on YouTube promoting it. Now, some of them, like the most of them, are older. This has been going on for a long time. I kind of meant to touch on this for a while, and then I saw more about, and then I couldn't believe Infowars was promoting this video, so I, I had to to do something here. Here's a Catholic priest, three days of three, whatever, three days of darkness, and then another lady that, I mean, a lot of these people aren't Catholic. And again, this is how we're seeing the, um, particularly the charismatic slash Pentecostal movement with all their prophets, and then you've got the Catholic prophets, and they're all on the same demonic team, a lot of them. I'm sorry, but they are. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're believing lying spirits. Okay, and sure, they're going to probably get on the same page. So this is happening a lot in the church, evidently. Um, I got this email. This was back in 2019, September, from a longtime listener, Mary. And um, she says, quickly, here's what Wikipedia says. To, so you have a good idea. In the meantime, I, I kind of read to you regarding three days, three nights. I've read that portion. I will gather articles, videos where even born-again pastors, etc., are beginning to promote this. Um, quote, born-again. Meaning, are they really? It's coming up a lot now, and I find myself constantly refuting it. It is amazing how many born-again believers are falling for it. That Paul Begley guy is a big one. He is one of the absolute worst. Paul Begley. I could do probably a three- to four-part study just on Paul Begley, on what a reprobate. Um, I know that the title of this original email had to do with Rick Wiles. I'm pretty sure he's promoted it, or potentially, or at least whatever. I, I gotta have a gigantic file on Rick Wiles and that true news. There, there, you, you've got there's so much leaven in what they promote, and um, very, very pro-Catholic. So anybody that is <laughs> pro-Catholic or promoting lies, man, you, you gotta at bare minimum glean, but glean with extreme caution. I searched for some more info for you to give you an idea of what is being said, how it's permeating the church, and how it's definitely witchcraft. I don't know if I mentioned it to you, but I was raised Roman Catholic. I was, and I still am, the only one out of generations that came out of it, as far as I know. Um, I can assure you I've paid a heavy price for doing so. Yeah, because they'll totally cut you off, your family members, if, you, if you're not you know, Roman Catholic like they are, a lot of them. I've dealt a lot with Roman Catholicism in my life as well. I mean, I went to a Catholic high school. My grandma was a Catholic, and um, I've, I've told those stories before. But I say all that to say this. I know Catholicism, and it is witchcraft and satanic. Everyone in my family and everyone I ever knew that was Catholic love Halloween. They think nothing of astrology or psychics, meaning they'll, they'll go and do all that stuff that's forbidden in the Bible. Psychology is huge within the Catholic Church as well, and it's not biblical-based psychology. Okay, this is secular based. Voodoo and Santeria are huge with Catholics in the New Orleans, Mississippi area, where I'm from. Yeah, I mean, if, if you go down to um, South America, Mexico, the Caribbean, they totally, uh, tons of them will say they're Catholic. And they combine it with voodoo, they've combined it with Santeria, they combine it with the Santa Morte death cult. I mean, I've done whole teachings on Santa Morte and Catholicism, where that's all combined. Santa Marta is literally the angel of death. Why is it so compatible? Because it's based out of idolatry. And anything like Santeria or Voodoo or uh, Santa Marta will always 
have is a heavy, heavy foundation idolatry. I mean, they literally have shrines in Mexico all over the place in the, in the towns where you go and you worship Santa Marte, which is a hooded skeleton figure with the Sith. It's like the angel of death. Okay, it's also known as Azrael. And um, I've had my key and Azrael in the keyword search box or Santa Marte. It continued for two. I've, I've exposed all of these things. I've dealt with Azrael, I believe, before, uh, literally. So it's so compatible. Catholicism is so compatible because it is idolatry. And, it, and, it, and idolatry is, is for them wonderful because the more things they can be idolatrous about, the better. They bring in, oh, now I got this, this supposed saint or this devil or this idol to worship. And I'll, I'll just combine them all together. That means that means it'll just be better, because more is better. You know, I, I'm convinced that's the way they look at things. Going further, um, I, and this is I have a, I have so many files of Catholicism. This is just one of them. Catholicism exposed. Now this is the table of contents, and this is just a small portion of the table of contents. I've added to it. I've got other files, other word docs on Catholicism that. Yeah. I mean, word doc after word doc. I've probably done just about more teachings on Catholicism, more so early earlier in my ministry than just about any other thing, any other, I don't know, death cult. And, and here's just some things. I mean, the, this one I, I did a teaching on Catholic priest pedophiles. And then the number of priests and bishops that are actually homosexual. It's gigantic. Then there is a, um, a um, documentary... You can probably find it online still, maybe. And it's called Deliver Us From Evil. And I believe it's about the whole pedophile, child molester priesthood. And how they get caught and then the Catholic, their Catholic diocese will just move them to another one. Sweep it under the rug, move them to another one. Most of the time. Uh, then Catholic sexual abuse claims exceed 1.5 billion. These are just different things that's covered in this teaching. This is just the table of contents. Then Pope Paul's... Pope Paul II's past unemployment. Yeah, that's interesting. Then Purgatory, a gold mine of the priesthood. Another um, audio that I did, National Council of Churches affirms the Catholic Church as the one true church. I mean, so you've got basically this lukewarm, satanic National Council of Churches affirming the Catholic Church as the one true church. Huh? Then Pope bears inquisition teeth and declares Catholic Church as the one true church. Uh, Catholic cult has slaughtered an estimated 68 million people from 1200 to 1808. And that's probably a very low figure. Hey, they've only killed 68 million people in about a 600-year period. A ton of them were actually real, true, Bible-believing Christians. I mean, what's what, is there any red flags here? Why would I dare not point that out? You know, And they did it in the most horrific, cruel ways. You just can't inquisition. Inquisitions at the... Um, in the keyword search box at Contending for Truth Doctor. Just key that in. I did a whole series on that. It, it was so sickening and depraved that I was so glad I got done with it because of all the sick, twisted ways they came up with back in the um, Dark Ages to kill real Christians. And, I mean, torture them for, like, days on end and, and all this sadistic sexual things they were doing to them all in the name of supposedly God. They were commissioned by God to do, this, to do these things to the actual real Christians. So I'm, I'm a little bit hot under the collar when it comes to this particular subject because, you know, the, this devil uh, death cult has done 
about as much damage as anything, you know, uh, since Christ was crucified. So, and then another thing I covered, indulgences, pay now, sin later. Then Catholics remove the second commandment. Yeah, that's where I get all into that. Then new e-audio, Catholics striving to put a feminine face on God. Then Mary is essential to Catholic salvation. The Catholic Virgin Mary's sacred heart receives equal worship to Jesus Christ. These are all official church dogma now, okay? And if, if you are a satanic death cult, wouldn't that be the way you would lean things toward that? You know, get 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 people away from Christ. Then there's a um, a DVD called Messages from Heaven, do documenting all the demonic Mary apparitions. Now, I don't know if this this link still works. Yeah, I give you two different download links. They still work. You have to you're gonna have to have a video player to open it up, like on your computer. But um, yeah, if you want to watch that. Um, I, I send that to my grandma Myers and boy boy <laughs> I can't ever even remember her getting mad at me when I would go up to Ohio to visit her and um, like in all the years I went up there but man when I when I oh boy I saw a different side and this is what you will see with Catholics when you start going into these areas you will start to see the demons come out um I hope to God she got saved. This is my other grandma that was up in Ohio. I did about everything I could possibly do to, to um, I visited her right before she died and I gave her a customized recording of my two teachings on my mom and my dad's past and I put them on a MP3 player. I said, all you got to do is hit the play button and I hope she listened to him. I hope she got saved. I don't know. I don't know on that one. She was she was of a different mindset my other two grandparents they were a lot more they were more of a protestant leaning i think they went to like a luther they weren't near as set or dogmatic catholic demons are different man they're they're more uh they're so resistant to truth they, they get violent when you bring up truth about them because they're it, it's also this situation of arrogance where it's like they think that they're Oh, they're the one true church and I'm this and I look at all the stuff I've done my whole life and I've, I've kept all these things and I've done all this stuff and it's it's so rooted in pride. It's sickening. Whereas the whereas the Protestant denominations don't, I mean, they even if they're lukewarm, they don't tend as much typically toward that level of pride. Now, I'm not saying there can't be exceptions, but I, man, Catholic, Catholics are something else. Um, then Roman Catholic heresies documented the mass, the Catholic communion and the way for God, etc. Now, these are all things that if you key these in these titles here, um, you'll probably find where I did a actual teaching on these online. I do have a file on this that I can send you, but you know, if there's something you're really interested in, try keying it in. And again, this is in the PDF for February 20th, 2023. You can copy and paste it into the search box at my website. Uh, and then list of Catholic heresies and human traditions. One of one of the teachings I did, Catholic priest pedophiles. I did this all the way back in 2007. And I'll just read you the table of contents. In, or, yeah, the description. In this teaching, we will expose the rampant homosexuality and pedophilia among the Catholic hierarchy. More than 13,000 molestation claims have been filed against the clergy since 1950. And it's probably a whole lot more than that, way more. But remember, guys, they're the one true church because we know the one true church would produce this kind of wonderful fruit, right? Well, by their fruit, you shall know them, right? A corrupt tree can't put forth good fruit. Well, this is as corrupt as you get. You're molesting children? 
Yeah. And then they just try to cover it up. They don't repent. They just try to cover it up. More than 13,000 molestation claims have been filed against the clergy since 1950. And that was, this was back, I got this information back in 2007. Yeah, a long time ago. Bishops say abuse-related costs have been about $2 billion they've paid. To probably hush money. $2 billion. The nation's largest Catholic archdiocese will settle its clergy sex abuse cases for at least $600 million. By far the largest payout of the church's sexual abuse scandal. We will then explore a new award-winning documentary regarding the subject called Deliver Us From Evil. You heard me mention that before. That has been highly recommended by many Christians. We will look at the actual estimates from many Catholic sources of the staggering number of Catholic clergy that are homosexuals. Because see, a celibate priesthood is not biblical. Or this whole nuns and monks and all this other garbage they do. All the celibacy is not biblical. The, the Bible says that if you're a, a, a deacon or a pastor or a bishop or an elder, you're to be the husband of one wife. It doesn't say to be celibate. But again, it's just, it's anything they can do to go against God, they're going to do it. And they know that's what that's going to set you up for. You know, when they command you to be the celibate priest, where again, the Bible commands it nowhere. Uh, the Bible even talks about in First Timothy um, two, and and this this portion of scripture, I've, I've you've heard me quote it many times, but um, it's really applicable to the days and times we're living in, and it's regarding the times we're in. Now the Spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit, speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. This is the times we're living in, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, Catholicism, all over. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, you just heard that man just rattle off about four minutes of total lies, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. It doesn't matter what you present to a guy like that. He's got his four and a half foot idolatrous um, Mary statue, even though we're not supposed to bow down to idols. He's got his, his devil Xmas tree behind him. He's got all of his Catholic dogma that he feels so smug about and thinks that the Catholic church is the one true church. doesn't matter what you say to a guy like that. His conscience is seared with a hot iron, Okay. He's been turned over to a reprobate mind, essentially. Don't confuse him with the facts because his mind is made up. Okay, truth has no bearing on his life. He could care less. So then it goes on to say, forbidding to marry, which is what the Catholic Church does, and commanding to abstain from meats, meaning different foods, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them, which believe and know the truth. So, um... For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. That's why it's important to pray over your meals. Anyway, I just thought, I thought I'd throw that in. So, um, going back to this table of contents, we will take an in-depth look at the spiritual dynamics that set the stage for many Catholics, priests to become homosexuals and pedophiles, and the shady, dubious history of Pope John Paul II. Now, I posted a link, and all you have to do is just key in Catholic. In the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. And you, you'd literally have enough uh, audio teachings to occupy you for most likely weeks, if not months. It goes over, I don't even know how far it goes. Because I've got, I've got over like 2,000 teachings up there. Uh, since we started this around 2005. Alright, so let's go a little bit further. 
the satanic Catholic death cult has slaughtered an estimated 68 million to, um, 68 million people from 1200 to 18 I mean hey did Jesus Christ tell us you know slay kill your enemies if they don't agree with the gospel we're, we're to go out and slaughter them we're to go out and and not only just slaughter but burn them at the stake kill them in the most sadistic cruel ways you can even imagine uh, uh do a lot of really sexually perverted stuff to kill them along the way because see that's how god wants us converted right he wants us converted under threat of death at the edge of a sword or at the edge of uh of some sadistic sick twisted torture method right i mean isn't is the bible super clear on that no it says the exact opposite i mean but hey catholics they don't have a problem with it it's all good it's all good to them again matthew 7 20 wherefore, wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them experience now this is a um quote from cardinal bell bellarmine he says quote experience teaches that there is no remedy for the evil but to put heretics or protestants which see we anybody that supposedly came out of the catholic church the whole thing with martin luther and that type of stuff and these other denominations that got started from that they were considered protestants because they were protesting the catholic church i'm not a protestant all i claim to be is a born-again bible-believing christian that's it okay baptists were actually a separate line kind of coming up from the waldensians and the albigensians and these others okay they were more of a separate line that never had anything to do with protest the, the whole protestant movement um so but the protestants were their main enemy because they came out of the catholic church so they were viewed as traitors to the one true catholic faith okay so let me start over experience teaches that there's no other remedy for evil but again they killed the waldensians and the albigensians and on all the other true bible believers as well you know the catholic church did but to put heretics or protestants to death for the romish meaning roman catholic church proceeded gradually and tried every remedy at first she merely excommunicated them oh how merciful of you you devil death cult afterwards she added a fine then she banished them and finally she was constrained to put them to death cardinal bellarmine oh see they did everything they could do to try to be nice to us that didn't want to follow their evil wicked pernicious ways so ultimately they had to put all the the the, the non-catholics and the infidels to death because again jesus was very clear that's what you do to the uh ones that don't want to convert now he never said that ever said he never <laughs> you know it's a free gift you either freely receive it or you freely don't he never said to go out and kill everybody if they don't believe the way you believe unbelievable saint bernard clarivix declared in the second launching of the second crusade quote the christian glories in the death of the pagan because thereby him thereby christ himself is glorified again nowhere in the bible nowhere okay the, the bible even says god takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked but we're evidently we're to glory in the death of the pagan whereby christ himself is glor glorified no again totally is opposite of what the bible says but you know 
What does that matter? When you, you got your own rubber ruler called the Catholic Church and you, you could stretch it any way you want it. In 1209, Pope Innocent III launched an armed crusade against the Albigensians, heretics of southern France. They were actually true Bible-believing Christians, though. Okay, So, of course, they were a threat to Satan's church, the Catholic Church. When the besieged city of Bizarre's Beziers fell, soldiers reportedly asked their papal advisor how to distinguish the faithful from the infidel. There were about 200, evidently, among the captives. He commanded, kill them all. God will know his own. Oh, isn't that the most Christian thing you ever heard? I mean, seriously, isn't that the most Christian thing you ever heard? Who cares about... Um, well, there, there, I, remember, I remember when I was back in the survival movement, um, more like when I was growing up and stuff, and... My dad would order like these ammo magazines and they would always have like this hardcore t-shirt you could order. And one of them said, kill them all, let God sort them out. Well, it's exactly what he's saying here. Kill them all, God will know his own. So in other words, yeah, we're going to kill you. We're going to slaughter you. And if you're one of God's kids, hey, you know, in order to make an omelet, you got to crack a few eggs, in other words. So, you know, yeah, you're going to die, but God knows his own. So no, no, no harm, no foul. This is their attitude. This is their cavalier attitude about life and death. And these same devils right now, I wish all Catholics could get a glimpse of all their previous popes and all these previous devils that did this kind of stuff. They've seen them burning in white hot hellfire. I wish they could get a good hard look. And I guarantee it would snap a whole bunch of them out of this garbage. Nearly 20,000 faithful who were hiding the heretics were slaughtered blinded mutilated dragged behind horses or used for target practice in this particular 1209 incident where pope innocent iii launched an armed crusade against the albigensian heretics in southern france yeah kill them all god will know his own they killed like twenty thousand people at least these heretics that wouldn't you know bow the knee to the catholic devil death cult they that endure to the end the same shall be saved this is an extreme example of this and, and jesus christ is very clear about this they that endure to the end the same shall be saved pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the son of man i pray that but i know i'm not worthy <laughs> you know i mean apart from the lord jesus christ the only thing i deserve is death and hell um but that is something he said to pray and um you know because this is the, the the catholic church has been used as more of an instrument to kill the true remnant of god more than any other thing that i am aware of um really since their inception this is just one of the many atrocities perpetuated by the catholic church all justified because the pope claims to be the vicar of christ or substitute christ on planet earth Along with that title, he claims to be infallible. Yeah, yeah. Look at the past histories and actions and words from all the previous popes. They were anything but infallible. These were some of the most reprobate devils that have ever walked the earth. But, you know, they think that they're above reproach and infallible. So that his authority or command should never be questioned. Remember, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yep. 
This self-proclaimed unlimited authority that all popes wield is only given by Satan as nowhere in the true word of God is the Catholic religion or cult justified or pardoned. No, not in the King James Bible. No. Maybe in their Bible. This cult has a slot has slaughtered an estimated 68 million from the years of 1200 to 1808 and should be exposed to the fullest extent. These same blasphemous Catholic edicts that were used to slaughter millions are still in place today. They are. They're just waiting to be resurrected. They haven't gone away. And this is why the Bible says, and I, I said this earlier, Romans 16, verse 17 and 18, I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. And that was like that man talking. He's a fork-tongued devil, there to deceive you, and hopefully get you into hellfire from a satanic standpoint. That's what they're after. Your soul. So, um, continuing on, uh, this is just a, a short thing, a, a county taken by Christians. In February of 2022, Pastor Matt Trewila spoke on the doctrine of the lesser magistrates in five counties in Michigan. Um, people ran for county government, they were, and they removed the tyrants in three counties this past November. So, here's a three-minute video of four of the men who are now county commissioners in Lapierre County, Michigan. Now that they are in authority, they are coming attack from Whitmer, of course, and evil Michigan legislators. We must support them with our person's properties and prayers. This type of action can be done in your county too. Visit defytyrants.com and purchase the doctrine of lesser magistrates and read it and run for office yourself. Encourage those running. Well, if you if you feel led of God to do that, okay. So let's go ahead and listen to this three-minute video here. After COVID and with our state being shut down. So this is a guy named Tom Coleman, Lapierre County Commissioner. Seeing uh, most of our elected officials basically doing the opposite of what we were wanting them to do. They, they told me and everybody else that we're not going to do anything to protect you from vaccine mandates, mass mandates, or, or from being fired from your job for not taking a vaccine. And at that point, I was like, this is like the last straw for me. And after realizing that our state government wasn't going to do anything, um, we started getting involved in county government. Um, this is where everything starts. It starts at the grassroots. You've got to get involved at the grassroots. And I think this is where I could have made a difference in what was happening in my business and my employees and my family. You know, my freedom and liberty doesn't end where somebody else's fear begins. You know, this is a constitutional right. There was no science behind the mask mandate. There was no science really at all behind what they called a vaccine. And I told the commission uh, in the presence of the health director that was there that if they did this again to us, that I would not comply and that uh, you would have to come and arrest me. That was basically a dictatorship is what our governor did. You know, it affected my family. My mother is in a nursing home. We had Christmas with my mother on cell phones through a window, locked down like it's a prison. Yep. It's wrong. And the utter... Totally satanic. Now, these are the guys that are actually, I think they're interviewing, you're hearing here, the ones that became ran for office, became county, um, or whatever office they won, and now they're trying to make changes wherever they can. Disrespect shown to the people. I mean, you're a public official. You're supposed to be working for the people. And 
They weren't working for the people, they were working for their own uh, self-interest. They don't care what people want. Over 100 people at this meeting and the officials just don't care. They just don't care. We have to stop blaming each other. We have to start getting up and doing something. Because most of them are nothing more than sold out vessels of Satan. Even if it's something we've never done before, ever. Christian people, people that call themselves Christians, read history, read the Bible. In the Bible, you'll see God's people over and over and over and over standing up. Some of them being at the highest level of civil authority. Yeah. If, if Christian principles are not being upheld and promoted, then evil will be. So, See, see my teaching on Romans 13. Um, does that mean unlimited subservience to the government? No, it does not. But just key in Romans 13 at the website. If things are going in the wrong direction, the worst thing you could do is see something need to be done and don't do something. We want to speak, we want to talk, but we don't put no actions to our words. I think the time has come where that's not going to work anymore. Somebody has to stand up and stand in the gap. I have five little children. I don't want my children to pay for the iniquities of their fathers. And I give you all the, the links to all that in the PDF. All right, let's go ahead and switch gears again. Davos agenda to destroy sovereign nations, globalist weaponized immigration to destroy opposition. Great and unstoppable, the 31st day of January 2023. Welcome to the Stu Peter Show. My name is Stu. Well, they call it the Great Replacement Conspiracy Theory. But it's not a conspiracy in the slightest, of course. Turn on TV, open any newspaper, and they openly brag about it. America's getting more diverse, they say. Soon white people will be a minority in America, they gloat. At the Southern Poverty Law Center, they literally have a chart that tracks the white percentage of America and when it's forecasted to dip below 50%. And when that happens, they're very, very clear about what they have planned. And it's not going to end well for the white people in question, of course. Mm -mm. When these people talk about wanting equity, they don't mean fairness. No, what they mean is that they want your home equity and your investment equity. They want to take the wealth that you've built up for your entire lifetime hoping to pass on to your children, and they want to take it all and give it away to parasites who have never done a damn thing their entire lives purely because they hate white people solely for their skin color. The Great Replacement isn't a conspiracy. Can't, can't talk about that kind of discrimination, though. That's not politically correct. Oh. No, it's a master plan. And it's being executed relentlessly every day on our southern border. You've heard me talk about this over and over again. One, I mean, over and over. Openly, blatantly, their own quotes, right out of their own mouths. Um, it's, it's not a secret. It's not a conspiracy theory. Ben Burkwam is down there monitoring the entire thing. He's host of Law and Border on Real America's Voice News. He's made it his specialty over the last few years covering the massive migrant caravans that have made their way up from Latin America to the Rio Grande River on our southern border and then across it. Most recently, Ben was in Panama where he observed how the Indian village of Armelia has been utterly destroyed by the constant tidal wave of migrants on their way to America. Look. I thought it was bad not a Chacuna. This, this is on another level. And again, you hear nothing from the left on this. Oh my word. Just a beyond pigsty of trash and garbage washed up on this beach. I guess evidently 
as a direct result from the um, migrants who are just migrating into America peacefully, illegally, I'll bet. But yeah, bringing, you know, acting as drug mules and some of the women getting raped on the way and people dying along the way and, you know, nothing, there's no nefarious, evil, satanic, so many of the kids that, that they're bringing with them, they're not even their mothers and fathers. They're sold directly into um, the whole sex slavery slash human Luciferian um, child sacrificing networks never to be seen from again. I've documented that over and over. But again, no big deal. You know, it's all good. It's all politically correct. And that's really all that matters. Paradise. Trash. Again, you're going to have to watch this to, to really uh, take in the full scope of what he's filming. You got these little kids playing in it. How sad. Village right here. Big alien camp right there. This is on another level of environmental destruction. This is, this could be one of the most beautiful beaches in the world. This is what it's become. There's more trash than sand here. Yeah, so I asked this guy, well, what, what's going on? I've never seen anything like this. And he goes, it's from the migrants. And so what we got back here, big river mouth that goes up behind us and it follows the migrant trail. And he said, just recently the river flooded and it just swept all their garbage from the banks of the trail down here it came out the river and it's just piled up I, I, it's just phenomenal it's a, it's completely all I get that from the migrants completely from the migrants unreal and they have to live with this have you heard any reporting from the leftist media that has come here never nothing and you're a local Panamanian never heard a thing about it wow it's, it's incredible it really is it's, it's really almost it's stunning I see the sleeping mat uh, I see a tent, another tent, a tent, tent, tent floating out in the water right there. All of this, uh, one of the UN, you see these everywhere, these little styrofoam, non-biodegradable styrofoam everywhere from the UN feeding these people, the, the illegals. So all of this, all of this is UN, NGO, leftist driven. Ben Brooklyn is with us now. I mean, this looks like just a completely decimated paradise. This is exactly what these people have in mind for us right here. It's not a conspiracy theory at all, in fact, is it? No, it's not, Stu, and thanks for having me back on. Of course. Um, what you have going on is, is really it's a recolonization of the globe. And what's ironic about is ironically sad, is uh, the, the very people that the left claims to care about, the indigenous people of the world, they're the ones that are getting crushed underneath all of these policies these this these tribes down there you have the kuna on one side of the darien gap and we actually did a trek all the way across the darien gap a four-day trek through the jungle where the illegals are being taken by the cartel um on their way up to america and on the other side you have the embara uh, wunan indians and they they everywhere you go it is completely trashed and, and it's one of those things you go there and it's so shocking to see this 
it was I was actually there at the same time Davos was going on, and you have Greta Thunberg out there talking about you know the planet and and the destruction of our environment, and these are the very same people that are doing that. And as you mentioned, it's not by accident. This is uh, and it's not a conspiracy theory. This is intentional. It's intentionally it's the intentional destruction of the West. And on their way, they don't care who they crush uh, in the process. And that's what we're seeing going on down there. And what was really disgusting about this is we found out from the tribe that the uh, New York Times had been there just a few weeks previous. And they did not say a single word about what we witnessed. And clearly, this has been there for a while. Uh, they, they didn't say a word about that. All they mm-hmm. talk, talked about was COVID uh, redistribution, COVID uh, replacement, COVID, you know, the, the lockdowns and the impact of that, and climate change. Those were the, the, the uh, fundamentals that they said were causing this. And ignoring the fact that it's really leftist policies. It's the socialist communists in places like Venezuela and Cuba that are causing this. And it's their very own policies uh, going into these communities and into these countries and saying, your life sucks. You deserve a better life. We'll give you the, the you know the, the keys to the red carpet. Oh, you might. We're not going to tell you. You might get raped, robbed, and, and die along the way. But we'll just send you up there. It's just it's absolutely evil. What's going on? All of the things that they attribute to climate change. You know, flying around in private jets. They're doing it every single day. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, um, non biodegradable things that are you know going into our oceans. Mm-hmm. If climate change or right. global warming. Creating the microplastics that are just totally polluting the oceans and contaminating everything including the sea life in the oceans. It's actually a thing instead of a construct. Right. These are the things that they blame it on and they're responsible for it. What have you heard from the left and their policymakers? How, what, what justification have they been using for this type of hell on Earth? Well, uh, they, well, they ignore all of the impacts that they're having. And as you mentioned, you know, we know climate change is, is simply a red herring. It's used to control and manipulate. But that's what the left is. All they care about is money and power. So they use climate change, uh, they, they, they turn it into whatever word. It used to be global cooling, then global warming. Now it's climate change. It's the ubiquitous catch-all. And in reality, what it is is we control your life. We control your industry. We control your business. We distribute wealth where we want it around the world. Uh, and ultimately, we, we kill and destroy the, the enemies that, that uh, get in our way. And that's what we see going on. Uh, the what's, uh, But again, as you mentioned, it's ironic because it's their very policies. If they actually cared about those things that are causing the destruction of the environment. I mean, this is one of those places, if you haven't been there, we have a whole series coming out in Law and Border, and we have hundreds of hours of footage from our time in the jungle. And We actually started on the Venezuela border, went across Colombia, and then up through the Darien Gap into Panama. Um, and, and we really show it, I mean, from start to finish. The, the root cause, as Kamala Harris talked about, uh, the root cause is the left, globalist, communist, leftist, godless leftists, who are, who are supporting countries like Venezuela and dictators like Maduro, as they are destroying their own communities, they can't even feed their population. So they have food coming in from Colombia to backfill the need for their people. But they won't talk about that. They won't talk about their environmental destruction. They won't talk about the fact. I mean, I come from a community in the Central Valley of California. I'm actually back here visiting family right now. And, you know, California used to be an amazing state. And it's just been utterly destroyed by the left. Everywhere you go, what the left touches, they destroy and it's the same thing here. We had the timber harvesting industry up in the mountains. I grew up in a timber harvesting community uh, that was shut down because of the spotted owl. And instead of cutting down 250,000 acres a year, now we burn a million to five million acres a year because we don't manage the forest. These guys are frauds. They're liars. They know it. And the sad thing is there's so so few media out there that are willing to call them out for the frauds that they are that they get away with it. And that goes back to election 
uh, election theft to the COVID lockdowns to the, to the, you know, and, and beyond that, to the COVID deaths, to the vaccines, everything. It's all connected. The, but ultimately, what they want to do is destroy America, destroy the West, and take over and recreate the communist utopia they've always dreamed of. And, and what that means for billions of people around the world is death. Well, I mean, I couldn't have laid it out better myself. The empire of lies. And you mentioned how sad it is that nobody will call them out. What's even sadder is that the GOP-led Congress, we'll have to see what they'll do about it, because the Republican Party has been feckless and weak, suggesting that what we really have here is a uniparty. And they're actually not only just supporting, but they're enabling and assisting in allowing this to happen. You spoke to one Panamanian there that was on film. I'm assuming that you had contact with others. Do they realize who the bad guys are? So um, it reminded me of this Bible verse. Um, when he's talking about that, just like this whole concept of if it's wicked, it's good and it's covered up, you know, like they're covering up the whole thing in East Palestine and trying to downplay that. And, and, but if it's, if it's, um, in that kind of wickedness, meaning overt wickedness that humanity needs a heads up on, but if it's wickedness, like, oh, the transgenders or the LGBT or, or the climate change, if it's that wickedness, it's promoted as good. Okay, and and the Bible says in First John five nineteen, and we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. And that was, I mean, this was you know like thereabouts two thousand years ago. Um, and we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us understanding that we may know Him that is true, and we are in Him that is true, even His Son Jesus, Son Jesus Christ. And this is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. But the um, Catholics don't like that verse, I guarantee you. No, no, no. Now, I understand there's a lot of ways that you, you could be idolatrous of, you know, you know, our video games your idol, our sports your idol, you know, or there's a lot of different idols. But um, in particular, we were talking about the Catholics earlier. Uh, anyway. So this was from a listener. He sent me this video, and um, internet access will soon only be possible with a digital ID. So this is a short TikTok video that uh, this lady uh, put out. Y'all listen to this. Ryden, are you having fun playing with the new AI toys? Well, yeah, I am. You can make pictures of cute anime girls and enjoy it while it lasts, right? It's some kind of, like, weird video game thing where they're talking. This is why they are allowing everyone to use the AI apps right now, is the theme of this. You mean, did you really think that civilians would be granted unrestricted access to such powerful military weapons forever? Military weapons. Are you implying that this technology was created by the government? Of course it was. Meaning AI, which obviously it is. AI technology has been used by the intelligence agencies to warp the public's perception of reality for years. All in the name of national security, of course. But why would they suddenly make the tech public and let everyone start using it? Why would we indeed, Ryden? What? Who? What in the hell are you? Your question is irrelevant. By creating a new problem, we can cultivate a desired reaction to it in order to manufacture consent for our preferred solutions. In short, it's justification for a war. A war? On who or what? A war on misinformation. By arming the public with these AI weapons, 
everyone becomes a potential enemy combatant. Then we will have justification for unprecedented security measures. It all comes down to confusion and identity, right? Identity? Identity. This AI technology is Pandora's box. Pretty soon the internet will be mired in total illusion. Perfect AI speech, audio, and video synthesis will drown out reality. Yeah, because they've already got that technology where, you know, they're, they're mimicking all these people... You're saying you're not even going to know what's real and what's not. And I mean, they could do my show and, and, and have my something that sounds like my exact voice spouting all kinds of wickedness and heresy and all this other garbage. So bear that in mind when that eventuality comes regarding and I don't mean just about myself or anything like that. I mean, it could happen to anybody in alternative media that is putting out truth and you might see their image and it might look like you know you know perfect speech patterns and the whole nine yards and it's total lies it's not them so i wanted to play this video so you have a heads up and are aware of what may be coming so that you're not um you're not ignorant of satan's devices because this is definitely a gigantic device of Satan that I do see only probably getting worse and worse and worse. Then AI bots will flood social media. No one will be able to tell the difference between interacting with an AI machine or a real human online. Even telephone calls will become totally untrustworthy. That is when we will present our solution. Mandatory digital identity verification for all humans at all times. Exactly. The only way to ensure that you're dealing with a real flesh and blood human being and not an AI generated mirage. But why? Total information control. For too long, the internet has acted as a double edged sword. Its potential for anonymous user activity allows anyone at all to spread any thoughts, ideas, or information patterns that they please with impunity. Yeah, especially if that if all that is truth. You know, they don't want anyone's ability to actually spread truth to go on. They want to be able to control every single thing. And that's why I just said, it's just a matter of time. Um, my days, anybody that's putting out truth on the internet, their days are numbered. And I understand God's in control, but we're also in the end times. And, and um, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, the internet is going, you know, going to fall under total satanic control i mean if the false prophet and the antichrist are going to arise i mean i think that that's a that's just a given state secrets dangerous ideas ludicrous conspiracy theories misinformation and disinformation see that's what they put out though they put out misinformation disinformation. they then they want that to be the only thing that get i mean it's already bad enough but they don't want any truth going forth Till now, there has been no easy solution to this problem. Our digital identity platform will finally put an end to anonymity online. It will allow us to trace misinformation and other dangerous communications to its source and exact appropriate justice. Yeah. That's crap! I won't go along with it and others will resist. You won't have a choice, Ryden. Do you think your bank is willing to risk doing business with an artificial human instead of a real one? Our digital identity platform will be required not only to access web services, but to pay for your internet connection in the first place. You can't just censor the entire internet because of a new software technology. Who are you to define what's misinformation anyways? That sounds like something a misinformation terrorist would say. 
Uh, and again, I don't mean to be Johnny Raincloud, but that is that would be that is the plan, right there, for sure. That is probably the main reason that they have been striving to bring about AI is for that exact reason that they just covered. So this is why the Bible says the prudent man foreseeth evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. And um, just preparing yourself for what is to come, body, soul, and spirit, you know, because those, those days are actually coming. Okay, so the last report here is major internet influencers say few, um, says few are t talking about electric car deaths, so I have to. This is a comprehensive look at electrical vehicles. Now, we're only going to listen two minutes. I've I've played a lot about electric vehicles, but if you care to listen to it, it's you can keep listening. I, I give you the link for that. Um, this is a comprehensive look at electric vehicles and potential, potential problems such as weight, battery, the batteries tending to start a fire, autopilot, accidents. Uh, I would add that replacement parts would be impossible to get because there is no place where you can go to actually buy parts yet. Replacement batteries cost thousands of dollars. Well, like I said, if, if your electric vehicle is even three or four years old, if you go to get the batteries replaced, more than likely it's going to be more than the whole cost of the car. I mean, we're talking $25,000, $30,000 to get these batteries replaced. Um, the environmental impacts of mining that much lithium is also totally horrific. And they say that they're so concerned about the environment. That's why we need electric cars. They're one of the worst things you can possibly do for the environment. Meaning getting all that lithium out of the ground is horrifically hard. Um, and um, let's go ahead and just play a couple minutes of this particular video. Let's say you're driving, and in a split second, you foresee you're going to be in a collision, and there's no way around it. Given a choice, would you prefer to hit a car that's more like a large moving cardboard box or a swinging rocking ball? It's a no-brainer that most people would pick the lighter vehicle. That's because it has less mass, so you'll suffer less impact and injury. But here's the thing. No driver ever wants to be in a car crash. So what will happen in the years to come as we see more electric cars on the road? EVs are significantly heavier than traditional combustion engine cars. This when he says EV, it's electric vehicle. Car crashes can get deadlier, but no one is talking about this, so I will. Today, I'll expose the real risks of heavy EVs and what happens when a massive four-ton electric truck hits your combustion engine car. Four tons, 8,000 pounds, way, way heavier, sometimes twice as heavy as a normal vehicle. It's not just about weight. EVs can accelerate faster than traditional cars because they have more torque. If you combine these two aspects alone, you can see why EVs can be deadlier on the road. Electric trucks are the big rage now. Exactly how much more dangerous are they when compared to combustion engine trucks? Here's something most people don't know. EV trucks aren't just heavier than combustion engine trucks. But in fact, the average EV truck can be anywhere from 20, 30, or even 50% heavier. Take the 2022 Ford F-150 Lightning, for example. It weighs 6,500 pounds. To be clear, it's 35% heavier than the gas-powered model. Or look at the 2022 GMC Hummer EV. That beast weighs 9,063 pounds. That's more than four and a half tons. The battery alone is almost 3,000 pounds, which is a third of its total weight. Needless to say, this is GM's heaviest vehicle to date. Compare that to the last Hummer 3, which weighed a tad over 5,000 pounds. Being in a car crash is bad enough as it is. But now, imagine getting hit by a truck 
out. That's four and a half tons. Basically, it's like getting hit by an elephant. The thing is, Americans love trucks. As the combustion engine ban approaches, we can only expect to see more electric trucks on the roads. And that's the very problem. If you haven't already been in a car crash, chances are you know somebody who has. Did you know? So I'm going to go, He's there's another video from him. New study on electric car deaths shocks the, now you can listen to the rest of this. Um, but that was the main thing I wanted to cover. This this one, I don't know. I'm just going to kind of let it play a little bit and, and see what it says because I have still have time. I'm going to go to the East Palestine stuff in the next study, and I got a little more time left here. So see what this one says. And hit the nation, there were multiple reports of flooded electric vehicles igniting and going up in flames. Yep. Believe it or not, with or without a flood, exploding EVs aren't as uncommon as you may think. Today, I'm going to explain why. And, and then firemen don't know how to put these fire these vehicle fires out. When lithium burns, it's a whole other animal. I saw a video the other day where a guy just took a lithium battery apart and he was taking the foil from the lithium and just putting it in water and it was igniting and exploding. From a, from a normal lithium battery. Just unravel, and I'm not saying do this, but he was just throwing it in water. And it was explode. In other words, lithium in water acts like a combustible agent. It's it doesn't water doesn't put it out. It would, it would tend to make it worse. Electric cars All this is by design. This is just one of the many ways they're just trying to destroy everything. Fire and why EV fires are much harder to extinguish than conventional gasoline-powered oh, cars. They're showing explosions from these cars. I mean, they are violent. Hurricane Ian hit Florida this past September. It was a Category 4 hurricane, and it wrecked a lot of havoc and damage. The hurricane was so huge that in some areas, the storm surge reached 16 feet. One estimate found that in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian, as many as 358,000 cars from Florida to the Carolinas had flood damage. But that's not all. There were also multiple reports of Teslas catching on fire as the floodwaters receded. And those weren't the only cars to catch fire after the hurricane. Here's the thing. If your EV was flooded, or if it even gets flooded later on, you just know that according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Association, NHTSA, that any flooded EV should be kept at least 50 feet away from from structures, cars, or anything else, they can easily catch on fire. What if what if you drove this thing into a... I mean, okay, let's say it gets submerged just because the road's flooded. You're literally sitting on a, a absolute beyond uh, wicked combustible time bomb. Just being in your car, you wouldn't have to worry about that in a regular car. You would need to be always cognizant of that if you had an electric vehicle. God forbid you drive into a lake. Not only is that thing going to sink like a like a lead balloon, but it's going to explode as it's sinking most likely because of the way lithium reacts with water. I mean, we are talking, these things are death traps extraordinaire on top of all the other horrible things about them. Some Floridians learned it the hard way. In one tweet, Florida State Fire Marshal Jimmy Petronas talked about one house that was hit hard on Sanibel Island. The damage was severe, but not because That's of where it. I'm from, basically. And Ian. Rather, the house was damaged after the Tesla in the garage caught on fire from the storm. In the yeah, tweet, they're showing pictures of it. I mean, he's throwing up all these tweets where they're actually you're actually seeing the pictures. 
Donna showed images of the damaged house, and you can see the smoke rising from the burning Tesla. Fire Marshal Patronus recalled another incident where he watched as the North Collier Fire Rescue Team fought an EV fire that continuously reignited. Yes, that's right. EVs can literally reignite even after being put out. In this particular incident, despite firemen at the scene using tens of thousands of gallons of water to cool the batteries in the EV, the EV reignited itself over and over again. He described the first-hand experience as surreal and scary. When the firemen thought they'd finally put out the fire, it lit again with vengeance. And even as the EV was being towed away by a tow truck, it caught itself on fire again. After Hurricane Ian, reports of EV fires got so bad that Florida State Fire Marshal Jimmy Petronas issued a letter to over 30 EV manufacturers. In the letter, Petronas urged EV makers to step up, demonstrate leadership, and partner with the state of Florida and local officials in this recovery. He understood that. I mean, they're showing them putting water right on these fires, and it's doing nothing. It's, 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 they're doing it the wrong way. And, and I mean, I, I can't believe they're not being taught this. EV that had been submerged in hurricane salt water was a fire risk. He added that the unfortunate reality that we see today is that there's a population of vehicles that can spontaneously combust at any moment. And countless first responders were put at risk, not to mention American households. Oh, Who yeah. knows how many countless more will be put at risk because of spontaneously combusting EVs. Put simply, flooded EVs are like ticking time bombs. Despite all this... The only way you're going to possibly put out in one of these EV fires is literally by, if you're gonna use water, smothering the fire to the point where it can't breast out. About the only way I could imagine it actually working, which again, they're using fire hoses. I mean, they're using tons and tons of water and it's still not even working good. Jonas only heard crickets chirping. EV manufacturers were nowhere to be found. I can certainly imagine its frustration. The thing is, human rights are at stake. Secondly, many EV companies receive subsidies from taxpayers. So you'd hope that EV makers would react immediately to acknowledge and address the matter somehow. Naturally, you're wondering, why do they start on fire at all? After yeah. all, normally water puts out a fire, it doesn't cause it. Well, here's the thing. There are two parts in play here. First, you have the lithium-ion battery in an EV. Next, you have a hurricane. Hurricanes are the most violent storms on Earth. Typically, they form near the equator over warm ocean waters. And we all know the ocean contains salt water. Now, when salt water gets into a lithium-ion battery, that's bad news. Salt bridges form within the battery pack. All that salt water begins to seriously corrode the battery battery components, and even the wires inside an EV. That then causes a short or even the wiring to get exposed. Once that happens, one simple small spark is all it needs to ignite a fire that quickly engulfs the electric car. Let's put it in perspective. So I, I just wanted to play a little bit of that for you. Um, he goes on uh, for about another seven minutes there. A anyway, I, I give you links to both videos so you can um, you can avail yourself to that information. He puts out some pretty good stuff typically on just cars in general. Uh, and anyway, that's all I have for part one, and we will go to part two next.